the reason why most people give up and become hopeless and don't follow through on their dreams is because they start like taking the, the trying to put the entire Big Mac into their mouth instead of just taking a bite. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Well, everything's going to be better now. Well, at least for the next 20 minutes, because you found yourself back. You are back into the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne. And, um, thanks for having me in this week. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun show. I, I have to admit, uh, to be, cause I am tr- totally transparent. I like to have that horizontal relationship with my clients and with all my listeners in regards to just being a buddy uh, that might have just, uh, researched stuff and gone to school a little bit, a little bit longer and know a little bit more about this crap than you do because you're busy with your own life. But I want to be transparent and say, uh, this was a tough week for me. Uh, getting the show done, figuring out what the hell I was going to do. And I'll explain that as I go. First off, before I jump in to the show, and the show today is going to be about three proven steps to keep you from losing it. Uh, And I'm actually listening to this myself because I needed this big time this week. But I, I get random questions from the people that listen and all you guys that listen and from clients uh, and in the gym too, because I um, I'm a, I do also do personal training, and uh, and I also chatted up with some people at the gym, and they know what I do, and so they ask me weird questions. So the a couple of them I want to throw out there to you, and it's just kind of a life hack thing, and this comes from a 50 year old Gen Xer that's been through a bunch of shit that maybe you haven't been through yet, or have a, has a different perspective than you do. A couple things. The first thing I want to say is uh, I'd like to share with you. Uh, some really, really effective tips when you're in the gym, because most of I think most of us are at this point, or at least you're you're working. If you're working out at a gym where there's different people there, not at your house, different people there. A couple things. First of all, the the mirrors are up there. You would think maybe for a vanity's sake, not for people who um, actually know the reasons why the mirrors are up there, which is to watch your form. Uh, because it's very hard to follow that doing your own gig and not uh, being able to see, you know, where your shoulder position is or where, you know, or how your posture is or if you're uh, in the right range of motion. This is a very important aspect of working out. And one thing I, I stress with my clients, you have to be in the right range of motion to effectively hit muscle groups and also to keep yourself from getting injured. So that's what the mirrors are for. If you're in the gym and somebody's in the mirror and they're watching their form, don't walk in front of them. Do do not. For some reason, the younger guys have zero awareness when it comes to that. Zero. And I'm and I'm talking like 95% of the guys. So I'm just asking you, please take into consideration the fact that people are there and they're trying to keep their form. And that's what the reason it's not just to, to look at their pretty hair. They're trying to and it's and it's for girls as well, too. They're 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 serious. They're trying to make things work. The second thing is I, I always preach intensity to my clients, because when you get to the gym, really, the key is to do things effectively, do things like I said, in the proper range of motion, 
but also do things with intensity. It's all about, if you want results, you don't go there and you don't do the same thing every single time, flip out your phone and start talking or start filing through stuff or start reading emails. The way that you get things rocking and rolling is through uh, muscle confusion and intensity. So you've got to put your phone away. Do not, do not take your phone out onto the floor unless you've got Pandora happening or Spotify happening or whatever, but don't look at it. Don't look at your phone. Can you go for 40 minutes without looking at your phone? I hope so. I really do. Or it's a sad day if you cannot do that. If there's something pressing, then, you know, you wait for something to call in or if there's, if your wife is pregnant and at home and if you're waiting for the call, I understand that. But the odds of something like that extreme happening, like every, I see the same people every single day sitting there in between their sets, flipping out their phone and going through a bunch of stuff. That's not an effective way to do it. What are you doing? I don't care if you're 20 years old and, and you have the, the ability to see results by doing not as much as a 50-year-old would do, but I've been in the gym since I was 16 years old, and I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter. It's all about intensity. It's all about focus. Go there with the intention of doing what you're supposed to be doing in the first place, which is working out and getting, and, and again, Lastly, but not leastly, figured I'd get all this out. Uh, it the gym is a gym. It's not a pickup bar. It's not a singles bar. So if you want to, you know, say hi to somebody or good morning to somebody that you think is super hot and she's over there in her kick ass yoga pants doing some squats or whatever, then that's fine and dandy. Get, respect her and her time and her doing her thing, and respect yourself in focusing on what you need to do when you're at the gym. If you want to chat with her or start hitting her up about something, then see when she leaves and then try to time yourself to when you leave at the same time and then hit her up on the way as you're walking to the cars and then work yourself into that way. But don't interrupt the session. It's hard enough as it, how hard is it? It's hard enough as it is to get to the gym in the first place. Like I said, I've been going for 87 years. I still can't stand going most of the time. It's not like I get up and say, yeah, I can't wait to go to the gym. I don't. I don't do that. I don't think most people do. So when I get there, I want to focus and get that shit done. And I don't, and I don't like using it as like a chat room or, you know, you see these guys and I understand social, great, you know, you're meeting people and stuff, but save that for later. Go out for a coffee later. Go over to the Starbucks afterwards, buy them a coffee, chat. But when you're at the gym, do your gym stuff because the longer that you don't, or if you create habits where you don't do that, you're, and then you don't get results from going to the gym, there's not going to be a physical manifestation or a physical result of you going. So there's going to be less and less motivation for you to go. Just saying. I had had to get that out. Look at that. Seven minutes. I wanted to like briefly bring that up because people were uh, talking to me at the gym about certain stuff and uh, and from a mentorship or an older guy perspective. And uh, I I... Thought I just thought I needed to share that with you. So let's get into the show now. And I have a feeling after this week that I should offer up these three proven steps to keep you from losing it. Like I said, it's because I needed them. You know, when I'm when I say losing it, I need to defi- define that. I mean, it's when you cross over from being annoyed or even super pissed 
to that foaming at the mouth, raining, eyes of fire, machine gun, expletives, uncontrollable crying, aneurysm-inducing, effing mother effing furious. You know that feeling? Like the Hulk or Tasmanian Devil or Charlie Sheen on an average day? I mean, I realize this would be a great topic for this week, only after acknowledging the fact that I really needed to do these steps myself. I mean, I mean, seriously? I mean, no shit. After two years of doing this show, I've been on the I've been on the air for two years now. This was by far the most difficult week to be able to sit down and figure out what the hell I was going to talk about. I mean, like I said, it's I'm recording this Friday morning. I wrote this late Thursday night. Typically, I have this I have the show already posted on Thursday morning because I've already recorded it on Wednesday. I'm way behind. I just I I, I couldn't get into it. You know when you come up against a wall and there appears to be no real reason why there's a wall planted right there in front of you? And then it appears to be mocking you at your every move. And then you just get pissed that you can't get anything done. And then you get more pissed and then you go into this downward spiral thing. Well, it took me to get out of this. It took me a little mindfulness break, uh, which to me, it's not full-on meditation. I I never really got into full-on meditation, but I do my own gig. Uh, which if you want to talk about that, we can talk about it. I'm actually going to do a show about that later, but mindfulness is is an amazingly powerful exercise, and it's so easy to do once you incorporate that into your life. But anyway, I needed to take that little mindfulness break. Now, this week, my mindfulness break included a downing an entire box of those new Toffee Girl Scout cookies. Have you seen those? Uh, it said gluten-free, so I'm sold, even though I'm not a gluten thing. I don't give a shit, but I figured I'd give them a shot. I'm, I'm a thin mint guy myself, but... I do appreciate new products being offered by those little badge-hungry sugar pushers. So I needed that mindfulness break to finally realize I was blocking myself by not addressing the anger and the frustration I was carrying inside of my little potato brain because of all the crap that's gone down in our society in, in, in the U.S. over the last uh, week or so. And and I'm and I'm a Republican for Christ's sake. I mean, I'm a moderate Republican. I have my social issues are very liberal. I believe everybody should do what the hell they want to do. Basically, if it's not hurting anybody else, that's my gig. So, so I did some healthy yelling at the television and mild venting to the sorry sons of bitches that happened across my path this past week, thinking that those actions and my established groundedness uh, would keep my head clear and ready to create content for the show, uh, which was not the case. I mean, I got sucked into all the crap and then vented out and then try to focus on writing the show. And then what a shocker, totally blocked, like a kid's colon after consuming an entire package of American cheese in one sitting, uh, including, I, from my recollection, some slices still wrapped. So what I didn't do this past week was I didn't practice what I preach. And I, I hate catching myself doing that because then you think, okay, man, you're a total hypocrite, but it does happen. It does. It does happen to everybody. I caught myself not practicing what I preach. No, what I didn't do was I wasn't using those three steps. I'm going to share with you that will quickly and effectively ground you and get your mind right. So you can get back to the more important aspects of your life, like improving on your plan for world domination. Well, as a side note on that, if you do need ideas for world domination plans, you can always uh, Google Stalin or Dr. Evil or Steve Bannon. So to make these steps easy to remember, I'm going to use what I have created for myself. And, uh, because I, I forget things. My, my memory is terrible. 
And so I have to use things that are already ingrained into parts of my potato <laughs> that that I can use to remember important stuff. So what I do is I have actually uh, created my own thing based on that whole thing about being on fire. You know, what do you do when you're on fire? You stop, drop, and roll. So my three steps in keeping yourself from losing it are stop, drop, and roll. Let me explain. So step one is to stop. Uh, and in this step, it's basically what the psychology community calls a pattern interrupt. And I've talked about this numerous times over the past week, a pattern interrupt. And in this case, in the case of us not losing it, right? I want you to yell. This is the part, the stop part. I want you to yell, okay. I mean, out loud, in your head really loud. You, I want you to yell it out loud, actually. I mean, maybe not scream it out loud, but at least say it out loud so you are actually acknowledging it with your own ears that you're saying it. You need to do this when you find yourself at that part of your rant where you're either a bumbling saliva projection machine or you're so pissed you're making up your own words. Personally, what I do is I usually accompany the yelling or the saying okay out loud with standing up or at least putting my hands up like I'm surrendering to the authorities after they finally discover my black market chihuahua pajama manufacturing operation. That uh, Believe me, that's a niche. Now, this step, this whole stop step, the saying okay step is used to shock you out of your rage flow. You are actually using the big thinking rational part of your brain along with your physical body in order to, that's the whole raising your hands or getting up, along with your in, in you're using both of those in unison to snap you out of an almost unconscious state of pissed. And when you do this correctly and with enough force, it will feel like you just woke yourself up from some walking dead type nightmare. Then in that brief moment, before you allow yourself to remember why you were losing it, right as you shock yourself, can you, when you're like sitting there like a deer in the headlights, you must immediately go to step two. And step two is drop, right? Stop, drop, and roll. Step two is drop. Now, if you happen to literally be on fire, this step would have you drop to the ground. That's the instructions. The first step gets you to focus and to understand what the hell's going on. And to override your instinctual nature to run around like a crazy person while you're on fire, which is not good. And it actually makes things worse. So the first step is to get you focused. Then this step, step two, gets you to take your first action needed to put yourself out. And the same thing applies in our case, even though it's a lot less traumatic than actually being on fire. The drop in this case is about dropping to a grounded state. Taking that first step to take you from the heights of your rage down to a calmer and more balanced perspective. This step is when your thinking mind, that big prefrontal cortex, rational part of your brain, starts to take over for your emotional reactive mind as you begin to collect your thoughts and gain some perspective on things and realize that you can have strong feelings about something without hitting an 11 on the rage scale. Because as we all know, in hindsight, that really losing your shit rarely ends up being a step on your way to handling a good step on your way to handling any issue. Personally, my whole thing is I like to take a deep breath in order to align my physical system with my more balanced state of mind. Then I use another trigger word. My trigger word is perspective. I actually say this. I say this to myself. I say perspective. I Sometimes I have to say the word three or four times in a row in order for my mind to hook onto it and actually hear it and process it. And I know when this happens because at the moment, 
I immediately feel my shoulders going down like this big tension release. And after that, I go down a list of realities that ground me. So I kind of put myself into perspective, understanding where I'm at, what's going on. And then I ha- and then I kind of go through a quick list of realities that ground me. And in this case, I suggest you start big picture and work your way down. Now, here's what I'm talking about. Start with, in terms of your perspective, perspective, start with, okay, the world is not ending today. Uh, then you go to, I'm not the only one that feels that way. And then you go to, okay, at this point, I'm okay. I'm standing here. I'm all right. And now I'm in control of myself. I got this. I got this. I'm good. I got this. I'm, I'm standing here. Things are okay and whatever. Once you hit that point where you feel as though you can revisit your irritation without losing it, without ramping yourself back up again, then you've hit that sweet spot where you're now ready to go to step three, which is the roll step. So the last step, we finally got there. The last step is to obviously roll. So we did stop, we did drop, now it's time to roll. In our case, roll means to take action. Now, if we were actually on fire, this step is the action needed to put the fire out. You roll around so you uh, snuff out the fire. And in our case, this action will put out your rage fire and focus you into positive action that will help to create some level of change. Now, more than likely, you'll be all fired up. No pun intended, seriously, but you will be. And you'll want to take all sorts of action, maybe even talk about taking some steps that deep down, you know, there's no way it's going to happen. Like, for example, being completely bent about the recent immigration injustices to the point where you're seriously considering writing to every elected official, starting up your own petition on change.org, running for office yourself, or booking a flight to D.C. and picketing with your tastefully worded homemade sign along the fence of the White House. And as much as I respect your depth of caring, we both know all or even most of those actions, eh, they probably won't happen. And that's okay. Because at this point, your best bet is to start small and work your way up. Now, being in this riled up but controlled state of mind is the best possible place for you to be because you now have internal momentum to actually do something, to take some action and see it through. So why not, at this point, set yourself up for success by choosing something that you can quickly and easily finish, a small project, a small doable project. Now, this way you follow through, you get your project done, right? And you've done something that you said you were going to do. So you're going to feel you're fired up for that, right? You'll feel great about contributing to an issue you care about. And you've now created additional momentum to plan out a next action that may be a little bit more involved than the first. So sticking with my example, it would look like this. First, you sit down and you write a direct but respectful email to your House of Representative uh, representative or and or your two senators that represent you. And then after getting an additional charge or getting a charge from letting them know how you feel after you get your emails written and sent out and they'll re- and they have automatic replies. So they will reply to you uh, when they do get your email. Then you could maybe look into donating to an organization that's fighting the new policy that you don't like, or you go and you search to see if there might be any local efforts, local groups that are being organized to help the cause uh, that you're backing. And maybe there's going to be something in your hometown, like an event or a fundraising thing, or maybe they're going to get together and actually take a bus to the Capitol and then do some something there. So that would be a 
plausible, that would be a reasonable next step. Believe me, the key, my entire upcoming book, The Surrounded by Idiots book, I'm pitching it now because it, it, it applies here. The entire book is about this one thing. It's about understanding what the hell's going on around you, then owning all that stuff, you know, creating new habits within yourself to understand things. It, it basically, it's like taking the stop, stop, drop, and roll and not even having to think about it after a while and just having it be an automatic response so you don't get wrapped up in all the crap. Then, and most importantly, taking action. And the key to taking action, like I said in the book, like I said just now, is start with that first baby step where you can... Have in your mind something very concrete. It seems like a reasonable first step. It seems almost too easy. If it seems almost too easy, do that because you'll do it and then you will be really surprised because your brain actually can't really tell the difference between a huge goal and a small goal. They both end up being satisfied. You you actually, when you take care of or when you succeed in both of them, the success part is still there on both of them. And what that does is that starts to reprogram your brain to handle more complex goals, more complex projects. You have to start out small. The reason why most people give up and become hopeless and don't follow through on their dreams is because they start like taking the, the trying to put the entire Big Mac into their mouth instead of just taking a bite. You got to start small and build on that. You can't build a house by throwing all the bricks down from some truck and just throwing a bunch of concrete on them. You can't do them all at the same time. You have to lay every brick one by one. As they accumulate, they create a solid foundation. And then you can put your house on there. Then you can put your second story on there. Then you can put your deck top pool or whatever the hell you, you know, to build it up. It has to start with a solid foundation. The solid foundation starts by starting a small project. Please, for God's sake, if you get anything from any of my podcasts, my 70 so far and however many to come, from doing the book, from you know reading the blogs, from watching my videos, I want you to get this. I want you to get find a small project to take you to the next step along the way of where you want to go. So let's circle back and summarize about today's show. The stop, drop, and roll, uh, the three proven ways or steps that you need to take in order to stop yourself from just losing it. So to summarize, when you are on the verge of or in the act of losing your shit, just remember, number one, stop, interrupt your rage flow. Number two, drop, use your big thinking brain and ground yourself. Number three, roll, plan and finish a doable action step that gives some value to your rage stroke. And that's it. I tell you what, you practice it. It's not going to be easy. Like I said last week, any of this stuff is not, it's simple, but it's not easy. Does that make sense? It's simple in theory. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Three steps, no problem. But you're so programmed internally. Your mind is so programmed. Your neuro-linguistic programming uh, all that stuff has been going on for years and years. You're trying to change the flow of that consciously. And that takes patience and it takes time and it takes effort. And you cannot give up because I guarantee you, and this comes from somebody who's been through so much shit. I've been through where you're at. I've gone through 
having money and then being broke. I've gone through having uh, my own place and, you know, two motorcycles and three cars and jet skis and a vacation house down to living back at my grandparents' house. I've been a single parent uh, back at my parents' house because I didn't have any money. Because, I mean, I've been through everything. And I'm telling you right now, as long as you focus on continually working on yourself, continually trying to chip away at the edges, continually catching yourself and understanding that this is a long-term process of reprogramming yourself and getting yourself on a more solid foundation every single day. Just look at it that way. This is not a sprint to use a way overused euphemism. It's not a sprint. This is a marathon. But, you know, it's that whole thing. I think, and I can't remember, like I said, my memory sucks, but I think it was Confucius that said the two best days to plant a tree are 20 years ago and then today. So if you haven't done it, then do it. And if you haven't uh, worked on yourself or if you think that just because you do something that doesn't show up immediately in terms of like massive results, that it doesn't do anything good for you, it does do something good for you. You can't, it. you know, we're, we're fighting against this instant gratification world that's out there nowadays, especially with technology and especially with millennials, because you guys grew up with this stuff. I mean, the more of the newer millennials and the old, the older ones still came out of the you know, the, the pre-technology age, but still you guys are surrounded by this instant gratification stuff. And I'm telling you, it's your worst enemy. And that's one of the, one of the downfalls of the unfortunate, I guess, situations with your generation. But I'm telling you as somebody who's seen it and I can see it from, it's like looking at a chessboard from like three feet up. I'm not on the chessboard running around. I'm, I can see things from three feet up. I see where the, the big picture, I see where the trends are. I see where the patterns are because I've been through that. And I also can understand from a different perspective. And I'm telling you right now, it's all about just continuing to work on yourself and be okay with where you're at and just learn. Be open to learning, being open to failing. Oh my God, I still fail every single day at little stuff here and there. That's what it's all about. Because if you're not failing, that means you're not doing shit. You're just sitting on your couch eating Cheetos, playing Call of Duty. And uh, as appealing as that may sound, uh, and if you want to do that, then fine. Then you, then I guarantee you're not listening to this anyway. So that is my end rant for the day. Uh, again, uh, I appreciate it. This was more of a cathartic thing for me because like I said, this week was really tough and, uh, there wasn't really anybody that could sit down and talk me out. You ever have those weeks? They can't talk you out of it. And I don't have that many down weeks. I, I do, a, I, after, you know, long and hard road and working on myself, I do a really good job at keep, excuse me, keeping myself in perspective, keeping things in perspective. But this week was a tough gig, man. It's like I got beat up. Just totally beat up. But I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to vent and also to create something uh, to share with you uh, effective tools that I know for a fact do work <laughs> when you don't ignore them like I did this week until you know recently. So remember, it's uh, javabud.com, the website. Also, I've got a freebie up there. Go take a look at it. It's on the my homepage of my website. It's the uh, seven... Mo, uh, proven phrases to instantly bring more life, love, and happiness into your life. 
more life into your life. You know what I mean? Happiness and oh, money too. Uh, it's uh, it's just a little freebie take on the ebook. Uh, go on there and download that. I think you get something out of it. I actually gave you a bonus giveaway too if you happen to sign up for that. It's actually the full ebook if you want to read it. It's only it's God, it's like thirty pages or something, but it's super easy to read. Uh, but uh, take a look at that. And uh, also, I've got a ton, like I said, I've got a ton of uh, podcasts, like 70 back podcasts throughout the Walk of Shame radio podcast and the Surrounded by Idiots. A lot of good topics. Uh, go back and listen to those. I have a lot of people going back, a lot of new listeners going back and listening to stuff and, and then commenting on them, which actually helps me out a lot because then that gives me ideas for new shows. So I appreciate anything you have to say. And, uh, that is it. Uh, tw- you know, it's Twitter, Facebook, it's all the social media stuff. You know where to find me. If you don't know where to find me, go to javabud.com. It explains everything. I hope things are well with you. I hope your, I hope your week, uh, was, uh, slightly better than that. And, uh, remember, uh, keep up the good fight and, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.